Are you superstitious? Because there's a lot of magical, wonderful things happening on New Year's Eve with superstitions. And that's why we have brought on board special guest Matthew Hudson, science and tech author, and sort of the expert on the science of superstition. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Now, tell me a little bit about your background and your writing and why you you know and you understand superstition so much. Well, so I studied cognitive neuroscience and then science writing. And I've written about psychology for a number of years. I used to be an editor at Psychology Today. And then I, I wrote a book about the psychology of superstition and religion. Um, and so I've just been, even since I was a kid, I was interested in why people tend to believe in, in weird things like luck and, and destiny. So your book is called The Seven Laws of Magical Thinking about psychology and superstition and religion. Did you grow up in a superstitious home? Is that how you became interested in it? Not particularly. Um, I grew up in a Protestant household, and then I became an atheist when I was about 10. And that's when I really started wondering why people believe in the in the supernatural, whether it's, it's God or um, things like luck. So my mother... She's not going to love that I'm outing her, but my mother is a superstitious. Now, I could call her nut or freak, but she's a true believer. My mother Uh truly believes from the bottom of her toes to the tip of her head that if she does not obey the rules of superstitions, something will befall her and her life will crumble. May I give you the example of New Year's Eve and tell me if you've ever heard this before as an expert. All right. So my mother on Sunday is going to take two giant pieces of cardboard and on one of them she's going to write 2023 and on the other one she's going to write 2024 and at some point in the day she's going to put the 2024 in the hedges stay with me she's going to put the 2024 in the hedges when it clicks midnight she throws 2023 out the back door runs around the side of our house goes into the hedges picks up 2024 and ushers it in through the front door as symbolic that it's a new time and she has welcomed the year into her life. Go. Huh. Well, I haven't heard that one before, but there are common superstitions about leaving doors and windows open so that bad luck or bad spirits can go out and good ones can come in or uh, about having visitors come um, just after midnight. You want the first visitor to to bring a, a gift and that's sort of symbolic of, um, I guess, prosperity in the new year. Um, so it's sort of there are sort of patterns, even though people have their individual superstitions and their sort of idiosyncratic beliefs. There are certain tendencies across a lot of different cultures and a lot of different families and different people. Interesting. If you're just joining us, we're talking superstitions, especially with New Year's Eve coming, with writer and expert Matthew Hudson. Now, what do you make of the business of the hoopla surrounding the New Year's Eve weddings this year? Because everyone wants, not everyone, but a lot of people want to get married on New Year's Eve. Because when you put the numbers together, 12, 31, 23, you get 1, 2, 3, 1, 2, 3. And apparently, Las Vegas has never seen anything like this and people are going bananas to get married on one two three one two three not only in vegas but also around the world huh well numbers mean a lot to a lot of people uh, people talk about lucky number seven or unlucky 13 and so to have this sort of unique date um as part of a an important ceremony an important 
uh, right in your life, you know, that's that's going to make it all that more special for people. When people look at your career, do they get perplexed or curious that you are rooted in science and yet you also are an expert in something that is very far from science? Well, I, I look at it scientifically. I ask why people believe in these things. Like, what is the cognitive science? What is the psychology? What is the neuroscience behind these types of beliefs? And so I sort of, um, you know, when I was a kid, I was perhaps more critical or dismissive. Now I'm just I'm curious about um, why people, even even in myself, why people have these sort of weird kinds of habits and, and beliefs and traditions. So are there any biological markers or features that make us so more superstitious? Is it about where we were raised or our age or our gender? Is there anything that predetermines if we're superstitious or not? There are certain tendencies, like people who feel a lack of control, whether it's in the moment, if they're anxious, or if they were raised in a sort of a, an upbringing where they didn't have a lot of control over their life, then they seek control by finding patterns. They see patterns in the world. They see meaning and coincidences, or they follow certain um, rituals and, and traditions and, and superstitions to try to sort of impose patterns and control on the world. Hmm. That's very interesting because my mother, who I said was very superstitious, got it from her mother, who got it from her mother, but they also grew up in times of conflict and war and recession and so they often have these stories of you know um no elbows on the dinner table or salt over the shoulder or all of those very traditional superstitions that were maybe women in more traditional households trying to have some say over what happened in their lives possible yeah yeah uh, and you see that also in uh things like in sports like baseball players tend to be very superstitious um, hitters, you're lucky if you hit one in three times. And so they have all kinds of routines that they do, tapping the plate three times, for instance. And then in dangerous professions, um, commercial fishers are some of the most superstitious people because it's such a dangerous job um, and because you don't know what you're going to pull up each day. So how, I know because my son's an athlete, so I'm around baseball diamonds and arenas all the time and you see the goalie you know tap his stick three times on the left side of the net or you see the baseball player take his stick and tap the diamond what do commercial fishermen do to use their superstition to their benefit oh there's like things like don't bring a banana on board what? or <laughs> don't leave port on on certain days um there's a there's whole whole litany of, of these kinds of things I love it because in, you know, in sports, it's very obvious. You can talk about players choosing certain jersey numbers or something that they do or a walk-up song they have to have. I've never thought of it in terms of if you have a profession that we maybe don't see all the time, how being superstitious could also affect your day-to-day existence. That's really interesting. Yeah. And, you know, some of these things, they may get in the way if you become really sort of obsessed with doing these things and they get in the way of your daily life, then that could be diagnosed as obsessive compulsive disorder. But most of the time, it's pretty harmless and it's sort of better better safe than sorry and sort of, you know, maybe fun to play around with these things. And in some cases, it, it can actually be beneficial. Um, there's some studies in which people perform ritual acts or, or they're made to feel lucky and that actually makes them perform better. 
Interesting. Well, I really appreciate you joining us. It's Matthew Hudson, author of The Seven Laws of Magical Thinking about the Psychology of Superstition and Religion. I hope I would say I hope you have a fantastic New Year's Eve, but I don't want to I don't want to taint it in any way. So just go off and have a day. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thanks so much.